0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. This is yours truly, Cherry Agarwal and joining me today is Business Standards, Arup Roy Chaudhary. Hi Arup. Hi. Welcome to News Laundry and to Reporters. Uh, how has the week been for you? It's been...
1: The most interesting <laughs> thing has been Tress about Rahul Gandhi, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, actually,
1: uh, if we are starting to talk about the minimum income guarantee scheme by, we Rahul will Gandhi, a little later. Will. Yeah. Otherwise, the week has been that only. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Arup covers economic policy and policymakers, and interestingly, you want a Norwegian football manager to form the next government?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ole he's the Manchester United <laughs> head coach now, the manager. And yeah, he, could, yeah, he can form a government so in India. So you don't want any
0: Indian to be in the government anymore? Who? Honestly, who? Okay, <laughs> we'll come to that question. But uh, today Arup is here to talk about the much-discussed minimum income scheme announced by the Congress Party. But before we deep dive into that, let me introduce other silent panelists today. Uh, we are joined by our head of research, Ayush Tiwari. Hello, Cherry. Hi, Ayush. How have you been?
2: very hot (laughs) temperature
0: wise okay so Ayush you are our head of research yes how many people are there in your team
2: (laughs) (laughs) given i fact check you on a daily basis i have at least two
0: Okay. Yes. So
2: oh, you think oh, what yeah. I mean this I have che- been fact checking Cherry. So oh that, so uh,
3: Hello, that doesn't make me team, a part ma. of your team. Well, I mean I do On feel that <laughs> note, subscribe to News Learning <laughs> to get more people on a research team. Exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> I was I was about to say that for you, that you are like our one person army of research and we need more money. But I think I will not say that.
2: Man, I hope my friends are not listening to this because <laughs> they really think, oh my God, Ayush is the head of Research News only. And On that you- not
0: make Ayush's <laughs>
2: friends listen
3: to this.
0: <laughs> yes, do that. Yeah. And as you would have figured out by now, Meghnaad is also on the panel today. Hi, hi. Hi, Meghna, Welcome.
3: Thank you. I'm here to do subscription appeals, guys. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes. And
0: also, <laughs> Meghna, Meghna
1: Meghna does more for Nuno no, to spread con- lit- literacy on constitution and elections than anyone else on Twitter right now.
3: Oh,
0: so thank you. Thanks. On that thanks. note,
2: subscribe to News Laundry so that Meghnaad can make people <laughs> literate again. Or I can get
0: paid. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All of that's, us. That's for all, all of us. us. Yeah. In today's episode, we'll be discussing different aspects of Congress We'll also be touching upon the Reuters study, which speaks about news consumers and their trust in media. We'll also be talking about electoral bonds, election commission's role in overseeing social media and more.
2: And subscribers, if you're listening to this podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox or iTunes or any other podcast app,
0: like Spotify,
2: yes, Spotify, Please visit our website, newszondry.com to check out some other cool stuff that we do, like interviews, Meghnath's show, Manisha's show.
0: And like the Sherry's report reports. that you... Exactly. Hmm. I do really interesting reports. But let's begin with talking about your report.
3: My
2: report? You
0: did a report yesterday about... Yeah. Uh, the Reuters survey that was put out. So what really happened, you were telling me something really interesting about how the most visited site is not necessarily the most trusted.
2: Yeah, Yes. So the Reuters report, I mean, they tried to find out which websites, mostly educated male and, you know, urban living uh, individuals who have access to the internet, when they have to check out their news or see what's up going on in the world they visit a given number of websites but there was a different parameter of which of these websites are more trusted so even though some websites made it to you know especially the ndtv which was on the top of uh, both i think online print digital and tv as uh, the most visited as the most visited news resource it wasn't the most trusted so the most Ooh. trusted still, according to the Reuters study, is Times of India. Okay. Then, uh, wait for it, Doordarshan. And then Hindustan Times. So, And then NDTV, of course.
0: So, I mean, am I right in saying that the people, the audience, news audience mm. trusts the government more than it does the media right now?
2: Well, it didn't say anything about the government as such. But what we can say is that Indians, according to the report, when it comes to showing concerns, because a lot of Indians in the survey actually... Attested to the fact that they are concerned about fake news, poor journalism, clickbait stuff. Uh, they want government to pitch in and regulate these, okay. which is way more than internationally. So I think 44% Americans in their other survey said that the government should partake. But in India, that number is 64.
0: I don't want to come back to you about the sample size, but Arup, Meghna, did you guys know about this report? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, um, I was searching for my company's <laughs> website, but no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, did and did you find it? it there? There? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't there. Uh, see, uh, this is interesting what he said about Times of India it's like Times of India India right now in this country is almost synonymous as xerox versus, was with photocopying i mean whenever someone wherever in some town or the other some small whenever they send news check they openly they first go to timesofindia.com right so it's become synonymous right and perhaps that's the reason it came on top of the it was the most trusted yeah it was the, the most, most visited was ndtv ndtv that's interesting yeah,
0: which is why I wanted to discuss Ayush's report but it brings me like BS wasn't there and I did there. not know Didi
1: had a website I'm so sorry I did not know <laughs> Didi had a website <laughs> that's true actually yeah. I
3: mean uh, I know there's a channel but like website who goes
1: yeah.
0: there Yeah, we are a website Yeah, hopefully like, people uh, come to our website the website
1: I, didn't, I wasn't aware
0: but yeah like uh, Arup mentioned that the BS's website wasn't there so right. what was the sample size like team. but
1: there were about
2: thousand and thirteen respondents
0: that's very small yeah
2: that's a very tiny sample so very tiny actually. sample yeah. and they so the, the set of people is divided into uh, people with political affiliations so there are i think 500 pro bjp uh, respondents 232 pro upa and the rest 230 or 280 i think are non-partisans and what okay, was. Okay, sh- wait. So
3: there was a question there which was basically are you pro BJP? Are you pro INC? It has
0: to be,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. There was a question. That
0: raises a lot of questions on. When was this done? This report. No,
1: this, when was this survey done?
2: I don't know. I don't think they've mentioned. It comes out on if 25th
1: March. If it's done any time after 10th March, it's a breach of. <laughs> code of conduct code of conduct no you right? cannot yeah, yeah, you cannot do this you can't the, do
2: that, perhaps look, they didn't specify, but the interesting thing is that most of the responses about which news channels you trust, which ones you watch, the alternative channels you prefer was the question was in the last week, so it's the week mm. previous to when you know all these when responses were they collected and gathered, the survey. yes.
0: So uh Arup coming to you I actually thought that report was very underreported which is why I asked the panel if they had known about this report but Arup coming to you what did you think over the last week actually last two weeks uh, has been very underreported something that really caught your eye huh. that you thought the media should have covered a lot more see some of
1: some there is I want to talk about election commission elections and social media yeah absolutely right. now wire had a story bs had a story we had a story i'm plugging my own story <laughs> But yeah, the point is that right there is the Election Commission, right? Mm-hmm. And there are uh, apps like like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, right? They are still somewhat monitored. Move away from those. Go WhatsApp? to the ones like TikTok. Can they monitor go to the encrypted? One, no, no, wait, 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 wait. They can. Mm. They can because the, these companies have given them what they call a code of ethics. Yeah. They voluntarily given them, right? Now we are not talking about these four: Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter. We are not talking about. We are talking about the other apps. The share chats. Share chats, WeChats. I mean, that is the wild, wild west of mobile internet. I mean, trust me, there is some really weird stuff going on there.
3: Yesterday, right? I was looking at this video, which is called, uh, there's a new genre called Hindutva pop right on youtube it exactly. gets like millions and millions of views yeah on these songs done by like very tier two tier three yeah pop yeah. artists yeah. about you know how great narendra modi is how awful pakistan is and
1: like super like, like how awesome the temple will be inciting yeah. bullshit right yeah. Yeah. again wild yeah. wild west uh, yeah so <laughs> here's the thing right now, these apps like TikTok, ShareChat, WeChat, and others, they are very extremely popular in tier two, tier three cities, in the villages, in the towns, right? Mm-hmm. And political parties are taking advantage of that. Now, the election commission has sat down mm. these companies, including the TikToks and ShareChats of the including world. Including TikTok, yes. Yeah, yeah. And they have come out with a code of ethics. But honestly, how much can you monitor?
3: Also, it's also self-reporting, right? From what I understood from the whole notice, uh, the notice is going to be about these companies forming teams which are uh, directly collaborating with the election commission. Plus,
1: election commission forming its own teams. Yeah. Which will be quite understaffed, let's be very honest
3: but, but then, f- and then uh, reports will be going from this team to that team and then the election co- or like vice versa where election commission is being alerted about certain violation and then they would tell these guys to take it off right. and the report has, and the action has to be taken within 3 hours yeah which the is thing, what yeah, is within ambitious. 3 hours when the
1: prob- the problem is that you really can't take a lot of these action in 3 hours yeah, right yeah. now for example there is something called the Sea vigil app which the election commission has launched mm. where you can take photos of whichever breach you are seeing or you can take screenshots from whichever app you are using right if you're, you are see some breach of moral code of conduct on TikTok you can take an
0: example of Wing Commander Abhinandan's picture on a lot of posters that were taken down based on complaint some of
1: the there are worst examples someone told me I didn't see it someone told me that there was a video on TikTok of a girl committing suicide and the caption was this girl committed suicide because Rahul Gandhi dumped her I haven't seen it. I don't know whether it's true. I cannot watch for its veracity. I want to watch that right (laughs) now.
3: There are other, like for instance, like other worse ones, like which was, which was basically, uh, like I was just showing Terry this. There's this page called My First Vote for Modi, Hmm. which has sponsored posts now where they are selling Narendra Modi merchandise if you pledge to vote your oh first Madi, vote yeah. for isn't Narendra Modi isn't
0: that a Madi. violation of the MCC
3: exactly what I'm saying like you know it, it's like as good as bribing I guess so election commission <laughs> is
1: I'm not saying they're not doing much they are but my I concern mean, is with something like the internet and the lack of a specific law to govern yeah, social media yeah. Can are you really scratching the surface of what is actually is out there that for me has been underreported, and that should I, I hope that is reported more and more as we come closer to the vote polling dates hmm. I want I hope that is something which which more people talk about like social media and the election commission and elections I mean That's before
0: we move on mm-hmm. just to give credit to where it's due the election commission has been taking action against they the have. complaints they have and very effectively they have. so far they have. from but the reports that I have read my, my but, uh, question is but again. what
1: percent again yeah. what percent
3: we don't know that right like for we instance maybe they are just putting out reports of we have taken action exactly. whereas there might be thousands and thousands which have just been ignored i wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah. if these internet and social media companies themselves don't know what is going on in their apps absolutely
0: but in another interesting question we just need to move on from this to nyay. but i do want to ask does the election commission have the jurisdiction to do such a thing
1: during elections they are the only ones with jurisdiction yeah
0: Okay. They have jurisdiction
1: over everything. Uh,
3: today is uh, March 27th, right? And as we go closer to the elections, which is like April 11th is right here, like 20 days, 15 days away. But as we go closer to the elections, you do realize that this will get more and more intensive. Like right now, yeah. if till now, if you thought it was like going crazy, but after this point, which is the like the Namo TV thing that is happening, where there is a whole channel in three yeah. channels dedicated to Narayanam. Now, things like these will only become worse and worse, and on state levels, on local levels.
1: So, that's something. And a that, lot of it is not in English or Hindi, a yeah. lot of yeah. it is in the regional language.
0: Correct. Um, moving on, Meghnath, coming to you, what do you think has been most underreported or was overreported by the, the electoral media? Electoral
3: funding, I would say. You know, because like the thing is, you know, all of this election, oh, this whole election, which is whatever campaigning, etc. is being done. Now, uh, News Laundry did a report and I hope the listeners would check it out. Uh, Gaurav did one report about ghost advertisers and on Facebook. Facebook yeah. right? And this is related to the social media thing as well, where pages which are not directly linked to BJP are spending crores on, you know, sponsoring posts on Facebook, right? So where is this money really coming from? Mm-hmm. So what is coming there? And the thing is that because of electoral bonds, which which I think also like people should check out, Like there is an explainer video and many articles written on News Laundry on it. I think Arup, you did a story on this as well.
1: On, on the on electoral the bonds? Yeah, that was quite some time. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I
3: remember speaking yeah. to you about that. So Arup has also done a story on this. But this point... At this point of time, there is a lot of anonymous money from God knows where coming to political parties. And it's primarily BJP. 96% of that money is going to the BJP. Wow, that's a staggering number. That's exactly it. And if they have so much money, they are free to spend in whatever the hell way they want
1: surrogate advertising and the funding of that surrogate advertising that's going to be the biggest problem election commission that's going to be the biggest challenge election commission it is already
3: a problem like how do you know who is sponsoring these pages
0: also the election commission can't really regulate the money that is being used by patrons right they are not Hmm. political parties Hmm. they are not candidates so if I want to go outside and promote or a person X wants to go out and promote BJP, Congress, TDP or any other party. The election commission can't really do anything about that. So they have taken some
3: steps. With with this Mm. uh, Facebook thing specifically, there are two pages which were ghost advertisers. They have their address registered as the BJP headquarters.
0: We've discussed this in uh, detail based on Gaurav's report in one of our previous podcasts. Mm. So do check out Reporters Without Orders Episode number 58. Yeah. So but that's what I'm saying Like
3: you know If you have like direct links To the BJP Or whichever political party That page has links Or has declared it Themselves that you know Their headquarters is Basically
1: BJP I mean obviously The election commission Has to take a Year on that Yeah So they have advertisements Election commission And they give certification If anyone apart from The official party pages Or supporters Carry those ads You are fine Yeah But that's it
3: Oh, and surprisingly, enough, it's very
0: tricky to deal yeah. with You know who is spending funding?
3: more than Congress this time on social media? BJD. Wow. BJD is oh, constantly showing up. Uh, Naveen Patnaik's page and BJD's page is constantly showing up on the top spenders in Facebook.
0: It'll be very interesting to look at who these people are, who are funding these parties. But in the interest of time, we will move on to the next topic. I think I really just want to briefly address this before we go on to discuss UBI and the minimum income guarantee scheme. I think the changes, what has been most underreported are the changes brought to environment laws under this government. And particularly the ease with which the changes have been brought to allocation of land, which Uh, are in favour to corporates. We had discussed this in episode 57, where Aruna Chandra Shekhar had given us a lowdown. So do check that out. And I also want to mention another report that came in from Kashmir, which I think was very underreported. So uh, in the last week, there were two deaths in Kashmir, while one was attributed to the forces, to the armed forces, and the other was attributed to the militants. What's really interesting about these two deaths is that the death that was attributed to the armed forces received quite an outrage whereas that was attributed to the militants did not get as much response so what was really interesting for me was to look at the media's coverage which i think has been negligible and reporting from kashmir has been very less except when it was palwama and let's say balakot Mm -hmm. but uh, moving on Arup coming to you what was what can you tell us some specifics of the congress's announcement and what are some specific details that we really must look at very minutely
1: uh first uh the fact is this that thank god we are having these conversations instead of who is feeds. i mean which terrorist got which biryani and who's a park premi and who's masood brother-in-law thank god the conversation has shifted to how will you fund this how will you go about this? What mm. so these are the conversations we need to have around elections. Right? Definitely, not just definitely. rhetoric about kaun Pakistan or con Indian hai, Right. Definitely. So that's one good thing. Opt up, that's a very good thing. I was happy that people are having the discussion on Congress's minimum income guarantee plan, right? Having said that, I think they what they are promising is if not impossible, it's near impossible.
0: Okay. Why do you say that? I'll
1: tell you why. So you have said that you will give six thousand per month. For the entire year, that is 72,000 per family, right? That will be 3.5 lakh, your estimates are that will be 3.5 lakh crore in a year. That's your estimates. Yes. Right. Which is 1.7%
0: of the GDP. Yeah, this is the
1: Congress's estimate. Hmm. Now, this is not, first of all, let's be honest, this is not universal basic income. Hmm. Universal basic income goes to everyone without any conditions.
0: Which is what that, I wanted to uh, ask. What's the difference yeah, between yeah. universal basic income? And minimum income guarantee. Yes. Right.
1: Universal basic income is something even we would get right and we know we don't need it and a country like India should never have universal basic income where everyone gets it right you can have a minimum income guarantee where you target a certain section right a certain backward section or a poorer section
0: They're not targeted
1: ubi is unconditional
3: unconditional yeah what? universal basic income would the, be that definition is no, that but only. everyone gets it
0: no yeah. but everyone who is Earning less than no, so, no, that, no. so that so that becomes universal means
3: wow. universal so yeah. everyone gets a minimum. That becomes income.
1: a quasi. That becomes quasi UBI when okay. some a certain section gets it right. But when it's targeted, it then becomes minimum income guarantee. Yeah. Okay. It's no longer universal basic income. That's the definition of it. right? Some
3: country did this. Finland did this universal yeah, basic income. Yeah, has to be income. one of
1: the Scandinavian countries. Yeah, Only they can afford to they do this. They did
3: pilots yeah. and it it actually gave like good results. But anyway, go on.
0: So just a second, just to give some context, the Congress had announced a new scheme that they would implement if they are voted to power by which poorest families, 20% of the poorest families will get 72,000 per annum. That is what Arup yeah, is yeah. giving us details about.
1: Mm-hmm. So now when you are promising this amount with a total amount, with the total fiscal, uh, your total expenditure burden is 3.5 lakh crore per annum, right? It is not something you can do without killing, subsuming or getting rid of other benefits and yeah. subsidies sure. right now that is where the problem arises right now in an interview with bs praveen chakravarti the data guy he had said he's
0: the head of congress's yeah, data analytics yeah, team
1: Yeah, so he had said that we don't know what subsidies we'll be removing that we'll see later now the roadmap he laid out was and the roadmap that people in congress are laid down laying down is that if we come to power for two we will have a committee first thing we'll do is set up a committee so for next for the next two years we will work with the states. Just like there is a GST council, we'll form a body for this. We will work with the states, we'll talk to the states, we'll launch a pilot. Only in the third or fourth year of us coming to power will we launch the scheme actually nationwide. Right? So that sounds good. Now the thing is there are some subsidies you cannot remove, right? Yes. There is one thing you can't touch, that is a food subsidy.
0: Hmm. The PTS. Per annum,
1: 1.8 lakh crore, 1.7 lakh crore, that's your bill. Correct. It's 1.8 lakh crore for 2019 20, 20. By 2021, it may go up to 2 lakh crore. Correct. Right, you can't touch that. So another thing you can't touch is Narega. There are some things you just don't
0: touch. Sorry, just to button, one of the people on the Congress Working Committee have said that uh, we will be looking at schemes that are reaching their objective will not be touched, but schemes that are not meeting their targeted objective will be rolled back.
1: <laughs> now, this scheme, the Congress's proposal can only work if it is a targeted direct benefit transfer in, in lieu of certain subsidies. If it is a top-up in addition to certain subsidies,
0: which the Congress is saying it is not.
1: It, we are having a budget blowout. Our budget has gone for a toss. Right now, what the BJP government has done, right, is number one is obviously targeting PM Kisan. Right, it's mm. at certain far, small and marginal farmers. Mm. The next step for them is to turn it into their own version of a quasi. Minimum Income Guarantee, right? What they will do the next step, which they hope, if they come to power, the next step thing they will work on is right now the fertilizer subsidies go to the fertilizer companies who Correct. who sell the fertilizer to farmers at a subsidized price. Mm. They want to make it direct benefit transfer directly into the bank account of the farmers. So the fertilizer subsidy in the bank account of the farmers plus PM Kisan. Will be the quasi universal basic income or the quasi minimum income guarantee for the farmers. Correct. So, BJP is already on its way, right? So, what the Congress is promising, while it is on the numbers, like politically, yes, it will work. What I'm hearing is people are talking about it, that it has certainly generated some interest. But they will have, fiscally speaking, and as a policy reporter, I would say they have to be extremely careful about where they're going with this. Mm. And it is something they may not be able to implement. Correct. I I want to
3: actually counter. Sure. Right. Um, So basically, what what I think absolutely like it will be difficult to implement because primarily how will you identify these people? Right. Like 20%. This figure also, I don't know how they came to that, which is 20% of the population will get it, etc. Because uh, like right now, if you look at the below poverty line, you know, indications, it's something 34% or something. And it keeps shifting. Obviously it will. It's not a static figure. So like with I, as i mentioned this big about uh, the even the reservation the 10% reservation there is a point where someone might be above poverty level or below poverty level and it all depends on that like for instance if an accident happens tomorrow people will be pushed into poverty right and that happens often right now in this case which is a minimum income guarantee like nyai, what happens when someone who used to get the minimum income guarantee has become like now above poverty Will they give their certificate back? Will they actually tell the government? It's not poverty line, by the way. It's no, but I'm, I'm saying the poorest poor. 20%. Their,
1: their calculation is, any poverty line is much below 12,000 per month. Right. Right. But Congress's calculation is, anyone earning below 12,000 per month. Which is why
0: I wanted to come yeah, back to exactly. the basics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what is this minimum income threshold? Yeah. How did the Congress come to seventy-three or seventy-two thousand figure per year? And like uh, Meghnath pointed out, how do how would they identify the beneficiaries? And how are they going to rule out the exclusion and inclusion errors? See, this is
1: what um, uh, one really has to one uh, one really needs to find figure out how why the Congress came up with this level that any family who's earning below twelve thousand per month will be getting this. Well, the actual the last poverty line was used was the Rangarajan. Formula, mm. mm-hmm. right? You, exactly. With, uh, so uh, during the UPA two time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there was this debate about uh, there were two. I mean, even the technical details are very, it's very specific. But there were two formulas. Which they, there there was a Tandulkar formula for poverty, and there was a Rangarajan formula. The Planning Commission then, the UPA, they followed the Rangarajan, the, which was by the former governor, okay. c Rangarajan, right? So when the ND government came to power, my sense they pretty much, I mean, was there. But they pretty much stopped following it because for them, what became more important was if you are due a subsidy, it will come directly to your bank account, irrespective of which, where are you on the (laughs) poverty scale, right? Now, Congress, instead of going by any set poverty formula, has come up with 12,000 per month. Yeah. Right. And
0: is it 12,000 per month for families? Family, or? family,
1: family, okay. family. Now, they say that...
3: I'm, I'm going to slightly like interrupt you here. Isn't 12,000 also a figure that was given by our uh, economic report, economic survey. Uh, survey? The
1: 2017 economic survey, I'll have to check 2017.
3: that. Yeah. Because they had said, and mm-hmm. Niti Aayog later said it's 8,000. Yeah. But the economic survey had 12,000. I will 12, have to 000. check this number, I think you're
1: right. Yeah. Because from what we are gathering... The former CEA, Dr. Arvind Subramanian, Mm, and the former RBI governor, Raghuram Rajan, we don't know for sure to confirm, but there is a strong buzz that they gave their inputs to the Congress party on this. To what extent They gave those inputs We don't know no, A number of economists Have given their inputs Yeah
2: Raghuram the Rajan comments. definitely I think Rahul Gandhi said mm. But uh, uh, Arvind
1: Subramanian also yeah, Sort of That's what we are hearing The buzz in the uh, Bureaucratic circles is that Arvind Subramanian Also gave inputs To this Okay
2: Yeah he definitely Has a
1: research yeah. paper yeah. That He authored he, That says Validates sort of What He basically Gandhi's There have been a discussion On universal basic income For a long time But it came into prominence In his 2016 and 2017 yep. Economic surveys He spoke yes. at length yeah. In these to economic service about universal basic income, there of course there was a lot of details about conditionality, yeah. and what it should be, what not. That's why he called it a quasi universal basic income. I remember Since
2: when he, he talked about the UBI? People said that his universal
1: basic income is neither universal nor basic nor an income. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. It so many tweakings yes, yeah. and so many. And that's the political leadership then said yeah. that India doesn't have the political maturity. It was like a few years ago to implement something called ubi because to implement ubi you have to get rid of the subsidies mm. getting rid of the subsidies political suicide
0: but since we are talking about mm. Arvind subramaniam here critics of the ubi say that it is to reduce it would reduce the labor input because people are getting money quote mm. unquote for mm. nothing mm. what do you have to say to that and ayush i would like for you to jump in
2: yeah well see there is i think uh, someone from the Oxford University of South Asia Centre wrote a piece for the wire, where they brought in, brought this into four but didn't address it too well, is that, that someone, if this is going to be implemented as a policy, and I don't think because we're discussing it now as a very in the economics of it, I think it also merits discussion on the what the political ideas and motivations are for putting this policy ahead. But someone will have to take care of that argument of what does it do to the incentive that people need to have in every working society, in every industrial society, when it comes to putting in certain amount of labor. So,
0: my question to you is, is money the only incentive for you to work?
2: It's not the only incentive, of course, but it's the major... I think the most primary incentive for the poor. It is the only
1: incentive. Yeah. See, I. Yeah. You know what? What it, even I feel. What might happen if? No, hypothetical situation. If Congress comes to power and they actually implement it, Narega workdays will fall. People will stop going seeking work through Narega because they are okay. getting six thousand per month in their accounts.
0: So you. That is
1: similarly that up, up, apparently six thousand per month is up, it's similar to the amount that they are getting through Narega workdays anyways. So you're right.
0: saying. When critics say that mm-hmm. the labour input would fall because people would get money for so, not working... So
1: people who are at the lowest of the of that 20% bracket, say who for whom 6,000 per month is the only sustenance, they might get 6,000 from Congress, from the government, and then put in work in Narega, that makes it 12,000. For someone who's earning say around 10,000 per month, and yet you're getting the 6,000, that puts you above the poverty level, above the Congress's level. Which is why this is the clarity we need on. If sli- even if you're slightly below that 12,000 per month figure, you will still get this. That's something the Congress has not been able to, at least in the interview I read, they've not been able to clarify. So okay.
3: there, are, there are two things that hmm. the Congress also like sort of put out. One is uh, wealth tax. Hmm. They're saying that they will- Sorry, b-
0: I will just like to clarify that because this oh, yeah. is not correct. Hmm. And then we can go hmm. to the okay. wealth tax. Uh, just want to clarify this, the Congress did clarify this, that they will give the money hmm. only to bridge the gap. Right. If you're earning 6,000 hmm. and the minimum threshold is 12,000, they will give you 6,000. But if you're earning 10,000, then you'll get 2,000. You will only get 2,000.
1: Gap funding. How the world no, will no, they implement no, 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 this? No, 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 no. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, the day he announced this, it was also made clear to the Congress reporters and covering the press conference that this was his previous proposal, which now Sand scrapped, that they'll bridge the income gap. What? Bridging the income gap was the proposal that he put out previously that Rahul Gandhi put out previously okay and the day they announced nay apparently at least our report if i'm not mistaken archis mohan's report said that that's previous proposal of bridging the income gap doesn't stand anymore so this current- new proposal stands so this is we need some clarification yeah
2: so the cla- the confusion arises because the Praveen Fellow at the Congress Data Analytic Team, he's the, one, yeah, he's the one who introduced this confusion. Because Rahul Gandhi has hinted at this gap funding thing that you allude to. But he has said that it will be in absolute terms and there will no be no gap funding. So that's a clarification. But I also
3: think this gap funding thing will be extremely bizarre. Like, yeah. to also How are like they
0: going
2: to identify? To implement. And, and you exactly. can take my word for it, till the coming election they won't clarify it. Yeah. Because keeping it vague is the best idea. Keeping mm. it vague makes it more promising. Problem.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, basically what they're essentially saying is that you Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and the thing is, the one more thing, theory that is floating around, I don't know where these theories come from, but news channels report it anyway, uh, is 2% tax on wealth. Like, extremely, extremely... Yeah. Uh, Inheritance uh, tax they'll 0.1%, yeah. top 0.1% to 1% which income bracket, mein aate, they will get... Uh, of 2% wealth tax and that is what will fund this
1: scheme. That is something previous governments have done. We have had a wealth tax.
0: We will have to increase wealth tax or let's say property tax. Otherwise, the only other option is to totally reconfigure subsidy under a common umbrella.
1: Otherwise, whatever items you have put out of GST, whatever items you have lowered from the highest bracket, put them back. So
3: this is
0: where I think BJP has been extremely
3: clever about removing subsidies, okay? Because they have, right? The devolution thing, which they did, which is basically they, they were trying to, uh, they took away money which was specifically intended for states to spend on specific schemes like Midday, Mandrega, all of that. And then they gave it to them as devolution, hmm. which is basically they are free to spend it in whatever they want. So now this, if you look at it uh, from From a state level and turn it into an individual level. This is exactly what the Congress will do. But that will be at an individual level. Where you are a person who was getting money from a certain scheme or like a subsidy from a certain scheme now you are just getting like a bulk amount which your you know you can spend spend wherever you want you can spend it on gas you can spend it on food you can spend it on whatever like health schemes etc but that's my point like you are if you are giving universal basic in, not universal but a basic income the whole idea of the the whole program throughout the world has been financial independence
0: Economic right. security. It's, it's mm-hmm. like
3: the government should not decide where a person should spend their money. Yeah. It shouldn't be scheme-based.
0: I think it should be a, a basic income security. Exactly. should be a right. Yeah. A citizen's exactly. right. So, Aroop.
1: Yeah, please. so to be very honest, the, the these five years of the Narendra Modi government, a lot has, as he said, a lot has happened in terms of removing targeted subsidies and just putting that money into the individual's bank account. That has happened to quite a lot of extent. Congress is just sticking to another level. Mm. Now politically speaking, states, like if, again, hypothetical, if the Congress comes to power, the state governments will love it, right? Because no one will say no to this. And the Congress is willing to work with this. They said that they will work with the states on this. Why this can be a win-win, like I'm being the devil's advocate now, I'm saying why this can be a win-win is that if the Congress keeps it unconditional, he's right. Now, in, all the state chief ministers also want that. That instead of the centre giving us fund for specific schemes, just give us the money. I as a CM will spend my own scheme. Say, So the CMs can say, fine, give us the money for this. We will put our own name on this. Like instead of a PM, whatever, minimum income scheme, it becomes a Mamta Banerjee minimum income scheme or something like that. What is
0: also interesting hmm. is this idea of hmm. giving a mini- minimum income to hmm. people has received sort of validation or support from across ideological lines as well right, the right and the left both agree that people should get some minimum income. But I want to come to another aspect of the Nyay program or UBI, if you want to put it that way. Would NiI lead to more privatization? So this is what Amartya Sen, the economist, has said that in a market driven economy, people will spend more on private education, healthcare if their income is increased. Do you think that Nyay could push people towards privatization? And if so, is that a good thing?
1: Based on what it is, if it's absolute, it could. If it's just a gap to get it into 12,000, then they'll still see government services because only government services come that cheap in India.
0: Correct. So it depends yeah. on the details. On the devil's in the details. The in the details.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, if it
2: depends on the expenditure. So if you have gap funding, of course, the expenditure wouldn't be as major as it if it were in absolute terms. But I remember when the FDI was being introduced in the last years of uh, UPA2, I mean, most of some good, very good an- analysis suggested that the economy was being opened up for FDI so that there's an inflow of money to fund the Fu- Food Security Act that was coming, that came out in two thousand so it's it's a it's a almost a global south pattern that neoliberal states will have to rely on. On market economy to build a parallel welfare system. It's almost ironic. I mean, if you can just go back during the Cold War and tell this to people, I would, you know, put money on seeing the reactions of how mm. this thing can will play out. But it's an interesting development. That's one way to deal with problems. I mean, so th- one thing Since that this you. says that that the whole divide between capitalism, socialism, and all is just crap. Now you have both coexisting, and
3: sadly, it's perhaps even enough. Together. Universal basic income. Is something that even right wingers will
1: support yeah. because yeah. it's like it's which it's is a, what
0: I was saying that yeah. it's receiving. Although are criticizing, support.
1: although they're criticizing obviously because they have to. They're criticizing the specifics of this. My point is, at least it's more specific than your promise of fifteen lakhs. At least it's not as outlandish. Yeah. Whether it's implementable or not is uh, something.
3: Can I tell? Can, can I correct you there? Okay. So this 15 lakh thing, which which basically was you know circulated around, yeah. is it's a jumla or like an election thing. So apparently that was uh, something that was uh, spread by the Congress people. Like they've wow. taken like you know whatever. So it's it's apparently someone told me it's fake news. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: There okay, is I fell no such. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. There is no such clip that you can take people to that's where Modi actually says that once I get elected you'll all get 15 lakhs. He doesn't say that. I think what he said was that if we bring back, there's so much black money that if you bring it back, almost all of you can get 15 lakhs. That's yeah, one way yeah, to yeah. Uh, introduce that idea
1: but there was no such promise. Obviously Congress blew it up.
0: But to w- Sorry, Arup, you want to come in?
1: Yeah, I think electorally this will be very helpful for the Congress. No doubt about it because See either you can be very vague, like we know who, extremely vague in your promises, or you can be specific without being too specific. I that think is. Congress is another smart thing here. Yeah. They have been specific, but then the rest they have said that we will form a committee. We will see. I think now the question is, forget the city elite, forget the urban elite.
0: You talking how about much, yourself?
1: Yeah. How much? No. How much of this will spread? How? It's a, now you have announced it. How much? How, how? well do you package it and message it for the for where you will win, win the election? the rural areas the small towns that's important but yes as I said this is a big this could be a big you know plus for the Congress from
3: from what I understand and what I've been seeing like even when uh, uh, Priyanka Gandhi gave Mm. her first speech Mm. which was in Gandhinagar if I'm Mm. not wrong That is where she had also mentioned that, you know, uh, this is something minimum income guarantee is what we are planning to do, etc. So I think that now, as he put it, the job is of the Congress leaders to go from place to place to place and put it in their campaigns everywhere that they're doing this.
0: What is also interesting is what I think Arup has hinted at is this is a poll promise. How well this gets implemented. If it gets implemented is what we have to see because he's already mentioned that they're going to implement it only in the third or fourth year in office. To actually see the impact of this policy or the scheme, they will have to come to power again. Which means we are looking at two terms.
3: It's the same thing that BJP has been doing and saying, right? Which is like, We have only five five, actual effect. So,
1: so... As A.K. Bhattacharya wrote in today's BS piece, this takes the politics of populism to another level. Like, right, it is populism max, right? Whether it's, let's be honest, good politics is seldom good economics and vice versa. Now, if you are doing this, right? If you're implementing this, then the rival parties or if you're even promising, them, the rival party will have to come top you. We'll have to come up with something bigger, something better. Now the hard solutions, I know I'm preaching here, but the hard solutions no one is looking at. Create more jobs. Mm. To create more income And all that But that's Touche Yeah Uh,
0: But I do want to Touch another topic It was an offshoot Of what Ayush was talking about When we were Talking about welfare state Is would this also Sort of increase inflation If implemented Yes
1: Short term Short term There will be a bump It will certainly make uh, India more statist Okay Inflation there will be Short term bump I think
0: Also the last question I want to touch on Because we are running Out of time Is you already touched on this a little bit, but why can't NIAI be an added expenditure to our budget?
1: It can't be. The, our fiscal deficit probably, if, you, if you're at 35 at the current rate, if you're at 1.2%, right? So our fiscal deficit goes from 34 to 5.4%, 6%. It can't be done, man.
0: Also because our tax collection is what... Our tax collection, see, uh,
1: for that we'll have to... Increase our tax rates. That's not done. Corporate tax, income tax. We'll have to, again, the things which we put out of GST, we have to put them back and tax everyone, right? Wealth tax, right? We have to pretty much sell all PSUs and get that money. Or increase property
0: tax because property tax would be paid by the creamy top layer, those earning most.
1: Means your uh, election funders. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No. No.
1: See, the thing is, you'll just end up borrowing from the markets more. It can't be done. Your fiscal deficit goes for a toss.
3: The only way to sort Mm. of fund this then would be to take off existing subsidies, which is political suicide. So so
1: it cannot be a top up. It has to be subsuming Hmm. or replacing Hmm. other Hmm. subsidies. It cannot be a top up. India does not have the expenditure room, the fiscal room for that.
0: If I may just break it down, what you've already said is India collects about under 17% of its GDP as taxes according to the last budget presented by the modi government the tax collection was 12.2 percent of which one-third was given to the state government yeah and given
3: 42 percent 42
1: percent
0: given the current outlay of what we are projecting to be it will take up one-fifth of the center's uh, expenditure center is in prop
1: see so that's 42 percent is overall but gst you pay half to the states plus you have integrated GST from that you pay half. You pay compensation mm-hmm. to states. Plus your share of that 42% also you pay to states. Yeah. So, so the government yeah. wouldn't the central government won't have it. See, the only way it can be done is to involve state governments in it, like in terms of expenditure. That we will give this much. Like a 40, or a 60-40. Like the center will give 60%, the states will give 40%. Or the center will give 50%, the states combined will give 50%. That way it can probably be done.
0: So it
3: cannot so it, be an it, you know fun, funny thing, mm-hmm. but uh, I recently found out. So when we were doing a episode of Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, you know what is the biggest expenditure of the government right now? It's not subsidies. It's not defence. It's interest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's interest they pay on existing on, loans, on their bond on, on bond their re- current on borrowings. Bond right? hmm. So if yeah. they want to like sort of hmm. do this scheme, uh, they will have to borrow, hmm. and they will have to spend more interest. So which means that the more you spend on interest, the less money the government has to spend on other things, which includes everything, not just subsidies. And
2: imagine in that case, states like Maharashtra, which are I think buried under loans yeah. from Sweden and yeah. Canada and all of that so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out and especially I was thinking the kind of social I mean see it, the a scheme of such huge scale would obviously introduce its own ecosystem of problems so they are not just economic issues but it's something like you know reservation that there are social problems social attitudes going to be shaped by it so if an if it comes to place, I mean, there will be some new. It'll be
1: fun. Yeah, it'll be so fun. <laughs> so
0: there's lot of details and clarifications that we require, as the panel has told you all, and.
1: I can promise you one thing: irrespective of Congress comes back to power or not, I can guarantee you through some way or the other, the BJP government will announce something that tops this.
0: Modi was supposed to yeah. give an announcement pretty, while we are as we are. Oh, that's really about I, oh, so yeah. to
1: to tell you what it's
3: about, I just read it. We have de- developed a missile yeah. which will shoot down satellites 300 kilometers so, above yeah. the earth. Anti ICBM <laughs> missiles, yeah. So fun. Yay. Thanks, announcement. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thanks, announcement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But with that, we do come to the close of the podcast. So, panel, your recommendations, please. Ayush.
2: uh, So, I read uh, Donnie Joseph's book, um, Early Indians. It's on the genetic history of Indians and just shows how all of us are the same. There is no Aryan, there is no Dravidian. It's crap. And since we were discussing TikTok in today's podcast, there's a report on it by, it's a long essay by in called TikTok TikTok, which gives you an idea of how huge India is as a market for this app. So yeah, those will be my recommendations. Okay, Aru
1: Can I give Netflix Recommendations Absolutely
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll get a lot of Heat for uh, it But yeah. go
1: ahead uh, There is this New series on Netflix Called Love, Death and Robots Oh, oh It's shit, out yeah. there It you stole is stole my recommendation It's <laughs> really good And it's really out there
0: What is it? Parishit so also recommended this It's an anthology
1: this. Right? Uh, like each episode Is a different story And different form of animation It's killer It's like 15-16 minutes Per episode and Also there is this Good political thriller On Netflix Again called Secret City It yeah. is House of Cards But way, way, way better so yeah those are my recommendations.
0: And you also liked Delhi Crime.
1: It's gut wrenching. It was it, it it I mean I was a reporter then I had covered the story but yet yet this I mean I, it kind of gave me a sleepless night.
0: And by story you mean the Nirbhaya, Nirbhaya.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have here. a very
3: vague re- re- recommendation but I think you know it's going to change a lot of things. Uh, Google is developing this new technology called Stadia right which which i think people should check out uh the concept is uh, you won't need a console anymore to play a video game you just need a screen and a controller and their servers will be the console which will be streaming to you so it's like netflix, netflix for, for games. video games wow, so wow. any it will be cross platform ps and you know, so like you know just check out stadia because it's kind of blowing my mind i've been obsessed with it for the last 2 3 days it's crazy
0: <laughs> yeah Okay. My recommendation is a piece in jacobinmag.com. It's, uh, the piece is called The Case Against Universal Basic Income. Come. <laughs> me. Yeah, man.
2: Reading Jacobin and all. Yes.
0: So, I mean, it just gives you a different perspective. And like Meghna was mentioning, where have the pilots been conducted? It gives you more details. And I've been reading this book by Baby Kamle called The Prisons We Broke. It's basically about... How the mahar community in Maharashtra has struggled against the caste system. So it's about everyday life, her struggles, and it's just a book that has often made me cry. Ambedkar was
3: a mahar, right? Ambedkar? Yeah.
0: Can I add to your recommendation? Yes, please.
3: Yeah, uh, watch the latest episode of Constitution and Reservations. Please do. It's getting some interesting reviews.
0: It's on newslaundry.com. It's on newslaundry.com.
3: It's on our YouTube channel everywhere.
0: So that's a wrap for the episode. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you liked the discussion. If you didn't, you can leave all the hate on Meghnad Aroop's and Ayush's timeline. And if you have any more feedback, love or brickbats, you can tweet it to me or send it to contact at newslaundry.com or to me at cherry at newslaundry.com. Also remember, to keep news azad and independent, you will have to pay. And so that we can have Ayush and Gaurav do some more amazing reports.
2: Yelp, yelp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry you can visit our website newslaundry.com happy subscribing thank you panel thank you thank you and thank you parikshit and Anilji uh, just a trivia parikshit wants to launch a petition to make news laundry happy again so pay so that petition is possible
3: wait you need to pay to make a petition possible. Like, just subscribe, no? Like that's, he
0: needs, that's one
2: reason why things are unhappy around here.
0: He needs a secretary to do that. He's He has a lot of work on his plate. Okay. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry.
3: Help us keep news independent.